0: Hello and welcome to A Star To Steer Her By, the Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin, and joining me today are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. And this, friends, is episode 187! Yes, yes, 187. And we are here once again to discuss two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. This week, Crossfire, and Referring to Grace.
1: Crossfire! Don't get caught
2: in that. I had one of those. You did? They're no fun. (laughs) Did you get caught up in it? No, we got marbles fucking everywhere, and it was impossible to deal with.
1: That sounds fucking awesome, honestly. That game looked so badass from the the ads, though. Oh, yeah, the commercials
2: for it were great. So, hilariously,
0: Liz and I watched this week's episodes together, well, remotely together, and we made the Crossfire joke, or actually, I, I think I started it. And then Liz was like, yeah, I had like a crush. Little Liz had a crush on the, like the evil guy in the cartoon, or cartoon, commercial. And I was like, that's fucking God, amazing. I'm going to have to
2: look up the commercial now because I've got to see Liz's little crush.
3: We got to post it.
0: Oh, we do. God, no. Hag her in it. Put a little, put I mean, a wasn't. I
3: wasn't, wasn't going to cut this bit out, so.
0: I mean, I figured, but. Sorry, Liz, I love you. <sighs> All right. Back to business. In Crossfire, it's the worst day of Odo's life. Well, the worst week, really. It stretches over a few days. I gotta be honest, actually, I don't really know what brings Shakar to the station, so if anybody wants to remind me, that would
3: be awesome. Uh, negotiations to get Bajor into the Federation faster.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right, because he talks Bad about, idea. like, and every time I Worst think idea. I've got them on the ropes, they're like, well, you know, we made these other dickheads wait a long time. So, anyway, Shakar is on the station, and because Shakar is an important Bajoran figure, he's in love with Kira, because that's what Bajoran leaders do, they fall in love with Kira. Yeah. And you know what, I think it's that V-neck in her uh, her uniform, like, who could really resist so I don't, I don't really blame him. Even though they were in the Resistance, so you would think, you know, he'd have a little more willpower, question mark. But I of mean, course, it was their time in the Resistance that, you know, makes them so compatible and all these nostalgic memories of, like, I don't know, not showering for months and, like, living in
3: caves and shit. I mean, that I mean, screams know. romance. They, they've already, like, known each other at their stinkiest and most fucked up. And that's that's what's a shock for so many new relationships. People move in together. It's like, oh, this is what you look like in the morning? He already knows.
0: She actually comments on it. Anyway, so Shakar is on Deep Space Nine and, uh, you know, Odo's having a pretty good day. Kira's like, hey, where's your belt? It looks really nice on you. You should, you know, redo that. And every morning we, we find out that Odo makes her a rock to Gino just the way she likes it, and they have gossip over, you know, all the Their police blogger, whatever the fuck... Blotter, whatever they call it. Their crime tapes. Yeah, blotter. No, but they call it something. Yeah, the police blotter. No, but they...
3: Oh, they do. I don't know.
0: Just, like, reports. I don't know. Yeah, they get together every morning. They have a coffee. They talk about the funny things that have happened. Though, as a side, the, like, hilarious thing in this episode, what they're talking about in the first scene, is... How some guy keeps getting beaten up by his wife, but it's cool because they have really great, weird sex in public, I guess. It's a toxic relationship. But yeah, so uh, Shikar comes on board and they're they're trying to be careful because there's been some anti shikar graffiti popping up on the Deep Space Nine. And so they're worried that he's going to be assassinated or, you know, someone's going to try to fuck him. But yeah, so security on Deep Space Nine is heightened and everybody's kind of sticking close to Shikar and trying to make sure that nobody has a chance to get at him and Odo winds up spending a kind of a lot of time with him and I guess Shikar like thinks they're bros because he starts being like, so like, does Narice ever like, talk about me to you? I don't know. It's really weird. It's a weird conversation for like two adult men to be having, I feel. And so Odo's like, yeah, she mentioned how disgusting she thinks you are. <laughs> but uh, so Odo starts to get pretty nervous because obviously we know he is definitely in love with with Kira. And so he's, you know, nervous and like, you know, Kira and Shikar go out for a stroll and he goes with them thinking that he can like intercede, I guess, and try to stop the romance from happening. But, you know, the inevitable happens, and Shikar falls more in love with Kira, and then Kira, because she and Odo are such great buddies, is, like, gushing about, oh, Shikar, and I thought we were just friends, and he's seen me when I'm stinky and ugly in the morning after three million years without a shower, and, and now I find out that there's so much more, and, oh, Odo, I'm so glad you're the first person I've told, and Odo is just, like, dying inside intensifies. And I don't know, there might have been more of a point to this episode, but basically my entire time was just spent going, poor Odo.
3: Odo nearly gets them killed because he's horny.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's an incident where uh, they're on a elevator and it like gets cut or whatever you do to those type of elevators to make them fall. And But Odo uses a super cool changeling trick to like use the side of the elevators as brakes so they don't die. And he gets a little berating from Cisco, but he assures him it won't happen again, and Cisco's like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> we also find out that Quark is uh, Odo's downstairs neighbor, and apparently those big ears are good for more than just umoks. He can hear everything that Odo does, whether he's, I don't know what he even said, an intergalactic wildebeest or a tiny moose mouse, I don't know. Even when he's just, you know, liquiding around, apparently. Court can hear him, so.
1: It's those 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 large lobes.
3: Yeah. Was the intergalactic wildebeest the Federation president last week?
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: Maybe that's where Odo ago. got the idea. Yeah, two weeks ago.
0: Yes, because last week was fanfic week, famously. Fan
2: fanfics were so good.
0: Yeah,
1: fan fanwank.
2: Fanwank.
0: But so Odo is not really doing so well with uh, Shakar and Kira coupling up, and. The once really anal retentive about where everything is in his quarters, Odo, goes into his room and fucking wrecks shit up. And Quark hears it and he actually goes upstairs and we see, like, I think, a real friendship moment between the two of them. Like, Quark couches it as being like, you're bad for business by, like, lusting after Kira, but I think he also was just trying to be a buddy.
2: Oh, yeah. And I loved
0: that.
3: He was also in
1: the world's worst pajamas. I have fun. No, those are delightful pajamas.
3: No, this really happened. Those pajamas are impossible. The mask
0: quality. Ultimately, Odo's message or Quark's message to Odo is like you either need to go tell her you love her or you need to fucking get over it because you're letting this affect your work and your work is everything. That's true. And so Odo goes to Kira and it's very well set up. It almost feels like maybe he's going to tell her his deepest feelings, but instead he's like, I don't want to hang out with you on Tuesdays anymore, I got better shit to do than talk to you, because I write the reports perfectly, maybe you just try reading them and we're done. He was
3: nicer about it than that.
0: I know. He didn't have to be, though. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, that's basically the end of the episode. Odo just has a sad, and Kira has a new boyfriend. And he gets his uh, floor soundproofed.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because they that's love right. each other so much, he and Quark.
0: OTP. I know. Seriously, Odo should definitely just get over Kira and date Quark. He could be anything. It doesn't have to be weird. He could take the shape of a lady Ferengi.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs> imagine just the like, he could give. I'm
3: just, I'm just picturing a really smooth faced Ferengi with like giant but filled in ears. <laughs> So yeah, that it would was, just be like his nose except their ears. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he would just look like a Mickey Mouse.
3: Yeah, like I'm kinda what? picturing like it would almost be like an early stage render of a 3D CG for
0: Yeah, that's true. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, there wasn't like a ton of plot. I mean I guess yeah. there was, but really it was just let's torture Odo week.
2: Yeah, it was a it was an episode that had like a couple really nice scenes with Renee Abergenois and Kira and Quark and not el- not anything else really going on Shakar will... is a, more of a ninny now and his hair looks stupid
3: yeah I was very disappointed in his haircut um, I think it's like it's like uh, Samson they took away some of his cool when they cut mm-hmm. off his hair mm. also Kira's gotta be careful with that Shakar guy cause we all know he likes to ghost people
1: because uh, he was the he was the ghost he in, played uh, the ghost in Sub Rosa.
0: Sub Rosa. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Ew, yeah. that makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. and apparently, oh no, that's that's the next episode.
2: Damn it! Never it mind. It was just
3: so weirdly like so much of this felt like a weird like an episode of a show. It, like it feels like an episode of a of, like, a high school soap opera, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, does yeah. she say anything about me? And she doesn't love me, man! i like, in the I know she likes me, but does she like like me? Yes. Or does she just like me? It's like, what is going on? Like, I know that adults can have complicated feelings about relationships, but why are they talking about it like they're teenagers? Well, here's the thing. In Odo's defense... Well, yeah, he doesn't know how.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, but he also isn't the one acting like a dumbass. Well, a little he bit. He does
3: fuck up his quarters in a fit of peace.
0: He's got El Pasión. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, like, he's never had romantic feelings for anybody mm. else. So, like, for him, this is
3: his high school drama. Yeah, this, yeah you, you're, you're right. He is kind of like... This is also new to him. He's, he's got but shit he's, to figure
1: out. He's been so nice to Kira for years and and she definitely owes him sex by now. Yeah,
0: she hasn't put any sex out whatsoever.
1: I mean, he's, like, he makes her that Gino. Every like, day. Do you know how hard it Perfectly. is to, to ask the fucking <laughs> replicator for a Gino every day?
0: That's, like, four seconds he could be doing anything else with. Ugh. Over time, that could be Why minutes of his life. Why hasn't she put
1: out yet? My God. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like... For a,
3: if they had a relationship, the real way for it to work would need, she'd need to be allowed to get stuff on the side. Because, like, he doesn't need sex, and I bet, no offense, he'd be terrible at it.
2: What? disagree. No he,
3: way! He,
1: he could, could turn, turn his himself dick into, into something with eight
3: tongues. No, I know, but, like,
2: he doesn't know what to do with it. That makes oh, him perfect. You can read a book, dude. She can dude. Yeah, teach go him. Go one of Quark's hollow programs. Yeah, exactly. You'll figure it out.
1: Or just just ask Quark. He'll just show you.
2: Don't just... give Kira umox. Jeez. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> the ears are an erogenous zone for human beings. Not as much as for Ferengi, but no, I bet it's, it's no. not a terrible place to start. I bet
3: it's the nose ridges on Bajorans.
1: Although, like, every thrust would be precisely measured down to the millimeter.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, he'd be too, he'd be too, um... <laughs> Go
1: deeper! How deep? Yikes. <laughs> uh... I feel like
3: that time Data gave himself a, like, relationship program.
1: Harder! How many foot-pounds? <laughs> <laughs> but
3: yeah, I just wish, like, the conversations with Shakar had been, like, a little more, like... Adulty? Yeah. Cause again, it's not that I get it, an adult, no matter how old you are, like these feelings conjure up like complex reactions, and no one I think is ever fully capable of being entirely, like, not kinda goofy about it, but my god, this was a bit much.
1: Well, I'm also guessing that, you know, like Odo, Shikar and even Kira never really had Probably a normal teenage experience, yeah I suppose so. you know being well terrorists
0: I don't mean to skip ahead, but and he might be an unreliable narrator, but we hear from someone next in the next episode that Shakar put everyone in his terrorism group through into Poundtown except for
3: Kira mm, he mm. respect, her.
1: yeah, I don't know if we I don't know if uh yeah I think if, that person's uh like
3: you said unreliable narrator.
1: I don't know, yeah. I believe it. Because he, he wants to he's he and he and Odo could create a support group, honestly. <laughs> so,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, gross. Man, that is kind of the theme this week, huh? Yep. Everybody wants to get with Kira.
1: Yeah, well it's it's you know, Dax is like breathing a sigh of relief for the first time. It's like finally someone else.
2: I don't know. The other the other theme this week is we kinda look at at Kira looking at terrorism kind of in the rearview mirror being like I don't yeah. really want to go back to that because yeah. you know we see we we start seeing more of the true way which is this Cartesian extremist group that seems to want to or sources say who we never hear more about um, that someone wants to assassinate Shakar and Shakar says no we'll, we'll not cancel the conference because then the terrorists win I would know as a former terrorist, that's exactly what I would want.
3: Yeah. Was was the true way, were they the same people that fucked up the runabout in our man Bashir?
2: I think so. I know they've come up before.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. that might have been it then.
1: Yeah, the true way. Those, yeah. are, some, those are some guys.
2: Worf, Worf finds the guy because he's doing Odo's job for him. Yeah, yep. which
1: is a great follow-up to that previous episode where Odo got real pissy that that Worf was doing his job for him, and now Odo can't be asked to do his own fucking job. <laughs> can't trip over his own dick fast enough.
3: Well, and also he did um he did actually ask for Worf's help this time.
1: Yeah, but he also he asked for Worf's help, but not expecting probably like I think I think I feel like the way that they did the writing of this episode is really good is because the entire like we're introduced to the I keep on calling it the circle, but it's not the circle, it's the true way. We get introduced to the true way, kind of at the start of the episode, and then it's kind of a background thing. And the entire true way plot is resolved off screen. We never see Worf doing the investigation or anything. It's just, we get to the end of the episode, and it's, oh, that plot's resolved now. We got the guy. It's all set. Which to me is like, okay, that's an interesting way to write this. It kind of puts us you know, it forces the audience into Odo's perspective Yeah, where you kind of, cause you kind of feel like, wow, I've been so focused on this relationship drama that I completely wasn't even thinking about the other, like much more impactful thing going on around me.
3: Yeah. Cause the way the episode started when we asked for Worf's help, I was definitely thinking, oh man, this episode is going to be about them like button heads on how they're, how they should be doing this. You know, like I thought that was going to be the episode. Yeah. Was Warf and Odo disagreeing on the best way to to deal with this? So I was definitely caught off guard when it was something else entirely. Although I did enjoy the brief scene they had where they were being like order
1: buddies together.
3: They're being what buddies? Order buddies. Ah. Like they're they're comparing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Notes. When they're when they're
1: sharing tips on how to be antisocial. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, if. If Miles comes to your comes to your uh, your quarters too often, just start treating him like shit, so he won't show oh, up man. anymore.
2: But... I did that a lot in college.
1: No, <laughs> oh. but Our that doesn't work on. for Miles because he kept showing up to Keiko's quarters. You know,
3: I actually uh... Uh, I actually read a thing on Reddit today. I meant to bring this up earlier, but someone suggested what I think, frankly, is a fairly sweet explanation. It's it's yard work.
1: Oh okay it's like there's just, there's something hissing yeah, no, on the it's thing. funny
2: cuz I can only hear it with your words Chris.
1: Yeah it's probably it's, because w- it's probably because Zoom is like
0: Yeah Zoom knows its out background noise
1: that doesn't oh, yeah. even in there. On oh, the recording
2: it'll be it'll be constant.
1: Yeah it'll be horrible.
3: They 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 right. unfortunately very inconsistent. Some weekends they do it like early in the morning, other weekends it's in the afternoon and I have no idea when it's going to fucking happen. This is me fucking off. Fucking bastards. So I read a thing on Reddit that suggested why the Chief's favorite transporter room was transporter room three on the uh, Enterprise. It is the one that is closest to the Arboretum.
1: Oh. Because he, he likes... He the, actually does, you know, love his wife. Oh. He liked to thought j- he just I liked, liked in, trees. Yeah. <laughs> he, likes, he likes jerking off in the bushes.
2: <laughs> right, because that's how we met Keiko. Yeah. Just <laughs> say it reminds him of What their, are you doing here,
1: sir? Oh, I'm uh, just admiring your plants, lady. No, no, remember Data, Oh, I see you have a boner. Data introduced them.
2: Yeah, we've been over this story. Yeah, we, we've established we that, this story. Yes, already. I was making up the time. true no, story no, no, of
1: how O'Brien was peeping and masturbating in the Arboretum. Yes, we the understand. You're
0: saying
3: he's a sex pervert. But yes, I, I did very much enjoy, you know, like, I kind of wish the episode had actually instead been like. Odo and Worf realizing they're actually quite a bit alike and just being dicks to everyone together. Hmm.
0: They could have a song about it. A duet about hating people.
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually kinda, of, you know, from a character development perspective, I really liked this episode. Um, you know, it developed that relationship a little bit. Mm-hmm. It really developed the Quark Odo relationship yeah. even more, you know, yeah. which is already a pretty well established relationship, but we we get some more on that. And I think just like, you know, as much as the whole friend zone trope is a little tired at this point. I don't know. I think there's some interesting stuff there just about Odo. Yeah. uh, And building his character up.
0: The thing is, though, like, I don't know if I would call it a friend zoning thing. Yeah, she doesn't even know. And he's never nasty to her about it. I mean, like, he kind of has to cut her off, but that's like a defense mechanism
1: well no i mean the friend zone isn't necessarily i don't think it's just like there's a point where she says like she hugs and is like oh yeah you're my friend or you know i'm so happy you're my friend which is like literally what the friend zone is right it's where where one person feels romantic feelings towards someone who only reciprocates with friendship feelings right yeah i think you're mixed like friend zone does not equal like incel right oh yeah you're right they're, but they're the kind two of... so
0: often go together. Well,
1: yes, because incels feel like they're perpetually in the friend zone. Yeah.
0: Well, they should try showering and fucking clean up their facial hair sometimes.
1: Yeah. And
3: it's certainly, like, I mean, it does kind of... Uh, TV shows do often lean on the trope of, like, if the guy doesn't, you know, get get gets friend zoned or whatever, that, like...
2: There are ways out of it.
3: Yeah. That it's,
2: that it's inevitable that she'll eventually give in, because that makes for a a plot point kind of a thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Or that, you know, they just can't go on the way they have been, which is currently what DS 9s doing.
1: Right. Well, I feel I'm holding like the out good contrast is going to be, we'll see in our, in the next episode that we're discussing is like, that's the other side of that, where it kind of is kind of that incel attitude where it's like, I'm going to knock this woman down and tell her that her boyfriend's a fucking asshole and a, and a horn dog.
0: Do we want to move on to that episode?
1: No, I think no. This more,
3: more no, more it's prime worse. No, there just happens to be a lot of... All right, you, I just wanted tissue. to ask, because
0: I feel like this episode literally was just me going, poor Odo,
3: like a hundred times. Oh, Ames, you yeah. said you had notes on the horrible pajamas?
2: Oh, yeah, the literally the only note I have is that Armin Chimmerman did not like them.
1: Right, they were terrible. <laughs> it's the I first don't know, thing what, they what, put... what did you find so terrible about them? I thought... They I just thought the idea that the quark has pajamas was pretty adorable.
2: They I mean, didn't look comfortable. That's what I did yeah. Think about them.
3: They looked like they looked like uh, one of those really thin, scratchy, purely decorative quilts. Like not the kind you actually want to sleep under, but the kind that you like put over the back of a sofa or hang on a wall to look like something. Like it, yeah, that's exactly what it is. They just they didn't look comfortable, and also they had feet. Like. He wasn't wearing slippers. Adorable. They had
1: feet. He had. I hope beat they had pajamas. a little, like a little, uh, like little a flap on the for back. the bum. A little flap. Yeah. They probably did.
0: I didn't even notice that it they has were footy. To be the
3: first thing Quark has wore, uh, worn, the that is just unquestionably hideous.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't I even the notice
3: these pajamas.
2: There's a all. difference between Quark looking looking bling all the time and then him having something comfy to hang out in. Yeah. But these things are not comfy looking.
1: No, they they look terrible.
3: Hmm. Like I get it, no one's pajamas are like a fashion swell. No sensible person's pajamas are a fashion statement, but like yeah, like you said, they don't they don't look like something I'd want to wear.
1: Mm. So we see some interesting uh Odo like physical shit. So he does his turns his arms into hammers. Mm. We it say we call that Arm and Hammer, you know, and like blasts, like so. He we find out basically that he has incredible strength. Yeah, I don't he think can of like, it as
2: strength though. I think of it as him just being a big hunk of metal, well, and metal but, happens to be strong.
1: Well, it's not just that though. But he had to have the strength to bow and out the sides uh, of the of the turbo lift to to start, you know, to scrape against the 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 shaft.
2: I don't think that's Odo, though. I think that's the thing he was being.
1: No, because he became the thing, and then he started pushing out, right? He started
2: making the thing longer. Yeah,
1: that takes strength. That's
2: not strength. That's that's just morphing.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with Ames, actually.
1: Okay, well, what about when he, in his human form, smashed the shit out of his fucking jungle gym? Yeah. He
2: turned just that part of his body into (laughs) hammers. I didn't yeah. really feel like
0: his jungle gym looked like it was made of anything that strong. Could have just been... I'd glass. always assumed it I
1: was it metal. Was, yeah, me too. But also, know.
3: even if it was supposed to be like wood, like a big fucking... Yeah, in the real world, they made it out of fucking balsa wood or foam or something. That yeah. Did. But like in universe, that was either metal or some very sturdy wood that he just shattered like it was nothing. Yeah,
1: I think, th- I think the point that they were trying to make is, holy shit... Odo is fucking ripped.
3: Yeah. Also, and can his, destroy. His plan was way better than mine. I was like, "Oh man, what's he gonna do? Like, just turn to goo and fill the elevator with him to act oh, as like a buffer." Oh, that'd be a good one.
2: The original I was hoping... plan. Go ahead, Ames. The original plan was for him to be a hook and for him to snare on something, but mm. the but the, I guess the uh, directors were very adamant that they would be able to see his face. So they decided to only turn his arms into those pistons.
3: That's also just a better plan.
2: I was it's hoping it's not that great a plan. I
0: was Ooh. hoping he would become an uh, an umbrella with his head on top of it. They would just float down. Oh God! There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
3: think just that's a big parachute. Plan. In the parachute's his face.
2: Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Oh, so yeah. So we see Odo transform into things and break stuff and go go hog wild in his room. This is this is just Odo. Peak adolescent rage. Yeah, Odo gone, then, gone wild, basically. And then at the very end, we see after he's destroyed everything, he's got that he's got that strand of hair oh, sticking yeah, down. Yeah, and you know whose idea that was? Renee', Renee version was, was. <laughs> and didn't tell anybody. So oh, that when ah! everyone's looking at the dailies, being like, "Where did this come from? We didn't decide this. This this is shouldn't be possible with his character because he doesn't have hair like that." Okay. But no, Rene did that because he wanted to emulate this Japanese print he saw of a warrior in defeat. And the warrior in defeat had, you know, his hair kind of wild because he'd been defeated by something. Hmm. So as much as it is a good look, it makes no sense for his character. Well,
0: I don't know. I actually kind of thought it did because he has to concentrate to make his like people form. So it feels like a loss of control, which we've definitely seen, since he just destroyed his fucking whole house.
3: How did no one notice while they were filming, though? Like...
2: Maybe someone else, someone thought it was someone else's decision, and when they asked that person and said, no, it wasn't me, they're like, oh, no. Oh, See, no.
1: Maybe.
0: I actually thought it really fit the moment, so
2: I'm but glad he did The thing is, it. like,
1: I don't think that he does he normally have individual strands yeah, of hair. Yeah, that's my
2: question. I feel like if it's so much effort to to you know look like an odo all the time, even a kind of half formed odo, it should be even more work to make it look like you have strands of hair loose.
1: Yeah, I, I always assumed that his hair would just be like a solid mass. Yeah, if he's yeah, feeling I I that
2: too. if he's feeling that drained and defeated and and you know like so much energy has come out of him by destroying the room, then he should be, like, more falling apart. He should look more gooey than hairy.
3: Maybe he had gone gooey, and this is him trying to pull himself back together.
2: Mm, He wasn't trying to pull himself back together. You know, he was definitely
0: at the the I'm-gonna-stay-at-home-and-eat-ice-cream-in-the-dark-and-cry-
3: Stage with my of buddy grief. Quark. <laughs> oh god. That that was actually I know we were talking about it earlier, but I did enjoy the sort of it's not technically meta, but the moment where he's like, you can hear that? And he just goes,
2: ah!
3: like gestures at his ears. Yeah, when he's yeah. being a
2: mouse, I can hear you when you're being a mouse. Yeah. 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 Teeny tiny means, like, feet creeping across like, the floor or whatever.
1: If if Ferengi ears are that sensitive that the sound of a mouse's feet will keep them up. Yeah. Like How are they gonna that's... run a bar? Yeah, or like how are they gonna sleep anywhere?
2: Well, normally another person on the station would also be asleep at night. That's not point. not practicing being mice and wildebeests and what have you. But like what if they snore? Then Cork would murder them. Actually, I bet they could cure snoring. Mm. Yeah, I bet so too. I mean, I mean
3: but do they just not have earplugs of the twenty-fourth century?
2: Not for Ferengi.
1: And don't they li- don't Frankie come from a planet where it's constantly raining? Well,
2: yeah, but well, that's raining soothing. is a relaxing sound.
1: Oh. Actually,
2: guys, speaking
0: of curing snoring, Odo catches Quark with a listening device mm. at like the banquet, and he says that it's so he can listen to Rom because Rom stops breathing. yeah.
2: yeah so actually, like Rom
0: has there. sleep apnea, yeah. and apparently they can't cure it, or they just haven't.
3: Well, I mean, we also have to assume Quark isn't lying.
0: Well, I know he is, but
1: But also like if 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 the sound of the mice is a problem, the sound of a CPAP machine is gonna be a fucking disaster. They've mm. gotta
0: have earplugs, really big earplugs. <laughs> yeah, I you know, also like, don't like,
2: think I also don't think it's sleep apnea. It's probably just something Ferengi get mm. that probably isn't cured the same way. Or he's just entirely and fully lying, which is more likely.
0: I'm certain he's lying. I just, I don't know.
2: Yeah, but this episode as a whole, I I wasn't jazzed about it. There was never, like, an actual conflict, really. It was just all character work, which is fine. But I also felt like we weren't doing anything with this episode. Also, Shakar is suddenly boring as fuck.
0: Yeah. In fact, the the original,
2: yeah, the haircut looked bad. Uh, No, the original ending I read was that Oda would have had to choose between the two of them when there was like a fire blast heading for their way. And it was a matter of, okay, do I save Kira, who, you know, I would love to save because I like her, or do I save Shakar because I'm being his bodyguard today and it's my job, and that he would have chosen Shakar out of of stubbornness, basically, and that Kira would have almost died. Hmm. But then I guess they decided that that was that would have been Odo being really fickle, and they didn't like that.
0: Well, let's not forget about that uh, changeling pettiness.
3: (laughs) But also, like he's a big old shapeshifter; he surely could have shapeshifted into something that could save them both, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. really big arms. That's
2: That's true. When he was saving, when he was helping Kira, or whom we thought was Kira in the caves that time, yeah, and he got to be like a big parachute over them. Yeah. to to save her from falling rocks and shit. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I really liked the episode. It's just that nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. Like it it really I had some very like emotional moments. And I think it the thing that got me the most was when he was like, "Why would anyone like her love someone like me?" And that like I don't know as a well, as a fat adult who used to be a fat kid who, like, didn't necessarily feel worthy of affection. That's, like, that's a hard-hitting question from
2: Odo. Eh, uh, I don't poor know. Poor Odo. Huh?
1: I said poor Odo.
2: Just poor yeah. Odo. All well- episode, his heart wasn't breaking. His heart was oozing.
1: Uh, you. Yeah. you. I also didn't, I
2: wasn't a fan of the whole... You know, the Bajorans are still trying to get into the Federation, which I think is a horrible mistake. But also now they want special treatment, whereas every other group that has joined the Federation has had to follow certain protocols and timelines and stuff. And Bajor's like, but we want to be special. And I hate them.
1: I also can't imagine like. That Shakar is a very good prime minister. Like- yeah. Why is that? I don't know because he just, he just seems dopey. I guess yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, he even says that he would rather be a soldier than a politician.
1: Well, yeah. Well, like that's the thing. It's like, it's like he he got he took the job or he got the job because they were trying to steal his reclamators. You know, like he he wasn't a politician. He was a a a, a revolutionary oh. guy, right? And now he's in this position where he has to negotiate with the, with the federation. Like he, he he's not a diplomat.
3: Yeah, well, that's clearly what his like sidekick was there for. Yeah. Tell him what to say.
0: Oh, he's like a judant or whatever the fuck. I was
1: kind of expecting that guy to be involved in the true way. Idea. Yeah.
3: And and maybe again, had this actually been about the true way, he maybe would have been. Maybe. Had this show
2: actually been about anything, maybe it would have been. Exactly. Yeah, because that character doesn't really do anything except explain things that are happening for the audience. (laughs) And remind him to enunciate.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Because even Kira said he had a tendency to mumble.
2: Use your
1: words, Prime Minister.
0: What, Jake?
1: I said, use your words, Prime Minister.
0: I was picturing him, but like as uh, Colin Firth's character in the King's Speech. (laughs) But mostly the part where he's just swearing a lot. Sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed the episode. Not a fucking thing happened. (laughs) It made me sad. Poor Odo. Odo.
1: All right. Well, what else happened on Star Trek?
0: This week? This week on Star Trek. So the next episode... Wait, I gotta find the title. Sorry. Return to Grace. Oh, that makes sense.
2: All it's right, the, uh, the sequel to Will and
0: Grace. Ah. <laughs> I thought the sequel to Will and Grace was the Will and Grace reboot that they did.
3: Or not reboot.
2: It's uh, not that. canon. Isn't it? Is it not canon?
3: No, I don't. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass.
2: Great. I'm glad we're here for this. <laughs> All right. So the next episode
0: was uh, Return to Grace. And there was a lot more happening in this episode. Sort of.
2: Kind of. Yeah, there was more. times.
0: So uh, Kira is going somewhere to meet with some delegates from Bajor and Cardassia, going to Korma. Mm. Isn't that Indian
2: food of some kind? Yeah, korma?
1: vegetable Korma.
0: Don't yes, wish. please. Oh, I love Korma. Oh, shit. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> so, Kira's
2: so she's gonna heading. Have some korma. To-
0: she's going to go have some vegetable Korma. And her space Uber shows up. And it's being driven by Galdacott. What? Uh, I know. I was also shocked. Uh, turns out, ever since he went home with his daughter, whose name you didn't put in the nouns, and I can't remember it. That's
2: because we've met her already. I don't remember Zial. her name. Her, her name is Zial, and she's lovely. Zial.
0: Anyway, he uh, went home to Cardassia with Zial. They were like, oh, well, uh, you're fired. Your wife is leaving and taking your children. And uh, you get to captain this piece of shit freighter now. So he's taking Kira to Korma, and while they're they're riding there, he's having little battle drills, and they're like, LOL, the weapons on this ship are terrible, the phasers take 100 years to charge, and everything sucks. But the reason why he's doing these drills is because he's, you know, planning his return to power, because of course he is.
2: Return to grace. Yes. Yes.
0: So, but they get to Korma... And the Klingons fucking killed everybody. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? This, uh, this so escalated quickly. It did. But listen, that's how the episode went. But yeah, everybody's dead. Cardassian and Bajoran alike. And uh, Gul Dukat, ever the opportunist, is like, this is my chance to uh, get back in grace. So we're going to go fuck up some Klingons. But how are we going to do it? And Kira's like, well, if you uh, if you duct tape one of the guns from the outpost to this ship, we'll be able to you know, really fuck some people up. And they use their weaponry and some smarts, and they're able to take over a bird of prey and uh, kill the Klingons who had been on the bird of prey by using the bird of prey to blow up their little shit freighter. But we're not content to stop there. Galdacott is able to figure out... No, no, that's actually how he got the thing in the first place. He was able to work out where they would go next. What else happens in this episode? Is that basically it? Or do they go fuck up some more Klingons? Uh,
2: they, they re-promote Dukat back to mili- military operation manager. Yeah. But they don't want to have a military anymore. So he's like, well, fuck you guys. I'll do what I want. Yeah, and he's saying that he's gonna,
0: like, take on the Klingons all by himself. And Kira's like, you idiot, that's not a thing. And throughout, we're getting, like, we mentioned before, Barb's from Dukat about what a man whore Shakar is and Yeah, Guldekot really seems to think that he and Kira have a future for some reason. It's so
3: uncomfortable.
0: It's really uncomfortable. And ultimately, Kira convinces Goldekot to let his daughter go back to Deep Space Nine for a little while with Kira. Because yeah. uh she reminds Kira of herself and you and know, she doesn't Duk- really have a place on Bajor or Cardassia. Which, seems.
2: Oh, and also because if Ducat is doing all this crazy scheming shit, it would probably get her killed. Yeah. Yep. Is that it? That's about it. That's about it. It was a good episode, though. It was a little slow for me. And I realized, like, most of the way through, like, oh, wait. We haven't been on Deep... We haven't seen anything on Deep Space Nine since we left. We've only been following what's happening on Ducat's freighter, the Grumal. And we have, and like, that's it. Like, this is the plot we get. We don't get a B plot. We don't get other characters. We get, it's all Dukat, Kira, and a little bit of Zial the whole time. And I felt like it maybe made, meant, it meant that they felt a little stretched.
3: I'm mm. just, whenever they're alone together, it gives me the creeps. So the fact that most of this episode is them alone together means I spent most of the episode to having the creeps.
2: They do work well together, they, they figured out a
1: lot of stuff. They do,
3: but it's just like, it's like, he's just so gross with her that it's just like, ugh. well,
1: yeah, it's not enough that like, they can, they can work together, you know, despite their, their differences in their histories, you know, like she can look past that stuff to be like, okay, yeah, we can work together and we can benefit both of us by, you know, getting revenge on these Klingons that murdered people. But then every time, Ducat has to turn it into sex, please, now?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he works it into, end. like... Go ahead, Ames.
2: Yeah, But well, he says by the end that, you know, he wants Kira to join because she was a great terrorist and could teach him a lot of terrorism stuff that, he, that could help him. And he says, this doesn't have to be about us being friends. You don't have to like me. I, I just think we work well together. But really, he he does want her to like him.
0: Yeah, it's, like every
2: single like line is is him trying to impress her. Yes. Well, and and we even see
0: Zial like trying to pull a Jake Cisco mm-hmm. and like talk him up to Kira. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, he really regrets what he did, and he really cares about your opinion, and you know, he's really a sweet Nazi uh, guy. He regrets yeah. the occupation.
3: And I can get why she'd be like.
0: Well, of course, she wants to replace her dead Bajoran mom. Of course <laughs> well, she
1: does. Well, uh, well, I also think that, be... like.
3: Good.
1: I was going to say, I think she, um, you know, she has a, a daughter's perspective yeah. on the situation, you know? Exactly. Her father can really do no wrong.
2: Yeah. And what has he told her?
1: Yeah. yeah. And
2: what, uh, what things that he told her are accurate? Okay, but the first time we saw
0: her, also the last time we saw her, he was like. I'm going to fucking kill you.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know how she can
0: be she, like, you know, he's really a good guy,
1: but I don't think he didn't she kill thinks me. thinks of it that way. You know, I don't think she thinks of it that way. Yeah. Cause ultimately he didn't. And she's seen
3: the consequences. He's sort of gone through for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and guess. like too, like, you know, not to give too much credit, but like Ducat did, you know, go back and he has suffered some pretty nasty consequences for doing the right thing doing the bare minimum right thing yes um but you know he did he did do it and he did you know take his uh you know his punishment basically
3: yeah and especially after having been a fucking prisoner in a mine for however long hmm. your father coming along and doing the bare minimum he's going to seem really good in your eyes yeah I feel like, like she's look she's at, at what he sacrificed syndrome. for me yeah
1: is is her perspective yeah but you know at the same time with Kira, you know I I wonder how like Kira might for a minute be like oh wow, Dukat did the right thing in the end and paid the price for it. I wonder if that's a sign that he's changing. But but no. The you know what she realizes later in the episode when like when when she's like yes, we're going to go after the the Klingons, you know, to avenge the the deaths of these you know, people that were at that outpost, and all Ducats like, is like, yeah, yeah, and then they'll make me the fucking king again, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'll be running the shit again.
3: Well, and then he goes, like, full crazy, where he's like, I'm the last true Cardassian, and you're just like, oh, okay, buddy. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, that was based on, um, Sitting Bull was signing a lot of various treaties and stuff during the whole war with the Native Americans kind of stuff. There was a famous line that he said literally the same thing. Hmm. Of, you know, what what Indians, I'm the only Indian left.
3: What? Why? Whoa. Why would you do that as a writer? Be like, let's take this guy whose people were invaded and genocided and give his words to a space Nazi. That's a bad look. Who likes
0: to invade and genocide other people.
3: Yeah, like, ooh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, it's not but a good it's
0: book.
2: fitting the character.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's how Ducat sees himself. Right, like, he finds well,
3: himself the victim in this situation, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the thing. I love the line. It, it felt very Ducat, but now knowing it's based on that, I'm like, oh, that's a choice. But yes, it does feel very Ducat. He's clearly not a stable man.
1: <laughs> no, no, and now that he's like a marauding space pirate, yeah, Hot. in a, you know, in his you know, for the second time, we've we've got a stolen bird of prey. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. they should have christened it the HMS Bounty.
1: That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah.
2: I also made a great note that very impressive major is what Ducat says when he climaxes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, actually Christ. wait a minute this is like eerily close to the plot of star trek 3 where you're on the you're on the doomed ship that's been attacked by the klingons mm-hmm. so you Trying beam to over to the klingon back. ship you beam over to the klingon ship and then you beam the klingons onto your ship yep. and then blow it up yeah
2: Oh, and and Ducat is going through Pond Far, and that That's explains right. everything. And then Kirsty Alley
0: is there, but it's not Kirsty Alley anymore.
1: <laughs> yep, it's fake Kirsty
3: Alley. Although, of course, Kira did not plan to blow up the Klingons. That was that was. Yeah,
1: no, that was, and she was like pissed that he did it. Probably for two seconds, and then she was like, "Yeah, fuck it, they're yeah, assholes." She
2: probably also left her luggage on the ship. That's true. Her, Her Majesty smashed <laughs> luggage.
1: If you can't guess, we recently
3: watched Spaceballs.
1: Yeah, that's like the <laughs> second reference.
0: I know. In three weeks, um, hopefully, we don't make any during the fanfic episode, or else that, our that will be, be off. That movie, we
1: could, we could do that as a uh, as a because that's got um got Tuvok. True.
3: Yeah, it's are fucking idiots. Jesus it's Christ. also just a great fucking science fiction movie.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's that's more the the heart of it. It's just a great sci fi yeah. movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Here's a question. Here's a question. All right. Is Deep Space Nine a good place for Zial? Because I'm not sure. Because Deep Space Nine is full of Bajorans. And Bajorans are often fucking idiots and assholes to people who look like Zial.
0: I don't think there's... Any good place for her, Yeah, though. that's okay thing. Mean, that's, that was why she went to Deep Space Nine, because at least there are other people there who won't be as biased, aside I mean, like, from just, just the Kira. asshole of the Jorans.
1: Honestly, the best thing her, she could probably do would be to get a nose job. We've already that, seen I mean, the, have... the,
2: the, the Cardassians give themselves plastic surgery all the fucking time.
1: I know. I mean, they made Kira look Cardassian, say, so... They, they could easily make Zial look full Cardassian. Yeah. I
2: don't think that's what Zial wants, though. No, I think probably Ziyal, not. Yeah, like, Zial's memories of her mother must,
1: she's gonna must weigh on her a lot. She's going to have a really tough time, no matter where she is.
2: Yeah, I
3: mean, the thing is, it, it is
1: still relatively cosmopolitan, so she will
3: meet other people who will probably be less... You know, like, yeah, she'll have to avoid the Majorans because they are so racist. Um, but they're you also... No, I think...
2: You know who I think will like her is Worf Because Worf just takes in orphans all the time
3: There you go (laughs) He loves all orphans more than his own son (laughs) Actually you know what would happen though
1: (laughs) If there was ever a situation If they did do the nose job If they did you know fix up her And you know make it look Cardassian Any like rival gull Could like capture her Oh no And then go to Dukai and be like And we'll give your daughter back Her old nose thank you jake
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh my god we have to let's do that let's do that as a 10 forward we will someday yeah.
3: but um yeah no there, there's there's nowhere great for her i think maybe ds9 is one of her better bets
1: yeah well at least she has kira there yeah i mean maybe she can go hang out with garrick you know i don't yeah, that'd know be interesting if
3: they ever
0: do we see her like going forward,
1: or is she I have no just idea. there? Yeah, we, see, we see, a lot more of her. We're going
2: to see a bunch more, more, of, her. more of her, but oh, that's this exciting. is the last. This is the last we're going to see her played by this actress. Yeah, they oh. they swap oh, they actresses a, a
1: couple times. She gets Alexandered that way. Mm.
2: Hmm. But does she get a better actor?
0: Unlike Alexander, who just seems to fucking get worse every time.
1: Yeah, I think so. I feel like the 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 future Zials are pretty good.
0: Not that the. Uh, first Zial was bad just no i know no. What you're saying though like i'm saying that alexander was a series of unfortunate events and i'm hoping that she won't be
1: <laughs> um i also so this episode introduces a character kind of as like almost like background character more yeah or less. i forgot that he got introduced this early but damar who yeah. was the 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 cardassian on the bridge the guy that was the only other cardassian with a speaking line yep and a lot of um, close-ups a lot of close-ups, so I so it's interesting that this was his first introduction because uh, he's he's around a lot. Yeah, we'll see, exa- we'll I was, see a lot of him.
3: I was sitting there like, why is this guy familiar? And then he calls him Damar, and I'm like, oh wow,
1: that okay? Shit, yeah,
2: oh, yeah. Apparently twice. they told apparently they told the actor when he says like, why did you bring me into this for this background role when you could have just had any extra do it? And they're like, no, no, we're gonna do more with Damar. And we wanted to get you specifically uh I forget the character the actor's name, Carrie something.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Casey Biggs, I think. Casey,
2: yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> that is something, um, something like that. Yeah, and they, they tell him like we're gonna we have ideas for this character. We're gonna wanna keep you around. So we're gonna like start establishing you now and giving you lots of close ups. Oh I'm excited. So make, sure you, make sure your makeup looks good.
1: Yeah. No, I liked I like Demar. He's he's a good one. And yes, it is Casey Biggs, you called it.
2: Oh. Good work, Jake.
3: Apparently he was, for a time, married to Roxanne Dawson. Oh,
2: cool. Ooh, look
3: at that. She's, uh... Yeah, in Voyager, Voyager. She's an engineer.
0: I don't know who that is yet.
2: You you will. She's fun.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this actually, because you're talking about the lack of a B-plot and things stretched kind of thin, this could have been a fine episode to have, uh, you know... Bashir Julian, and Julie. Uh, O'Brien and the Jerry. Fighting the Jerry.
2: What would that have to do with any of this? I mean, what did it have to do with that episode? Well, it, was, it wasn't. It was literally a mention of what they had been doing. That's not a B plot.
1: I mean, they could have done like a swashbuckling pirate adventure and that would have fit more.
2: There we go. Why? I mean, the, in that episode, of- becoming a, space a pirate. pirate. Oh, cool. It's
3: foreshadowing like the terrible pirate comic in Watchmen. Well, that wasn't
0: foreshadowing, it was, like, really unsubtle, like, in case you're not getting what just happened, here's what just happened, but much less subtly.
3: That you can cut, every time I reread that book, I skip the pirate shit. I liked
0: them, because they helped me understand, because I'm a blunt tool like (laughs) O'Brien.
3: But yeah, I mean, that episode, the whole reason was just so they could cut back to the two of them being like, oh, things on Earth are rough, and we wish we could be there. Bye! It's like, okay. I mean, it fit in just as well in that episode as it would have in this one. Plus, sure.
0: hearing Julian in his posh little accent trying to be a pirate would have been pretty funny.
2: <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. That
3: yeah, I I do wish they had. Yeah, I would watch an episode that just them two trying to pretend to be pirates. That that would be kind of hilarious.
2: That would be a terrible episode. So I don't they, know. So we. See... I bet O'Brien
0: would really take to it, since I'm sure he's all about raiding that booty.
2: want to know what that means we see um ducat playing military drills with his freighter crew which is very cute and we're 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 watching him you know giving instructions you know oh fire the thing you know shields down shields up do this swab the poop deck and then when we pan to see what they're doing i expected it to them just be playing crane game (laughs) And to have like a little hook out there snagged on a stuffed animal of a whale or something, bring it back to the ship.
3: No, no, it's a, it's a giant stuffed vole.
0: Uh, actually, it's a Batleth.
2: It's <laughs> Kalis'
0: Batleth. That's right. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, oh. Yeah, so I wonder if so obviously putting like th- this ship is not Spaceworthy
2: at all? A freighter. Yeah, the fucking phasers it, take nine like, hours
3: to
1: charge. This and ship is like, don't, don't even breach the hull of a ship with its shields shields down. Yeah. It's like you really what? think you wouldn't use
3: that ship to ferry a, a like diplomat?
1: Yeah, like I'm sure those phaser rifles that Kira tried to teach Zial about were more powerful than the ship's <laughs> phasers.
3: Yeah, they would have honestly done better just sticking someone in a spacesuit on the hull and had them fire.
2: They would have I done like better that- if they'd found the Sword of Kaelas, stapled <sighs> it to the front of the ship, and then rammed someone with it.
0: I love that uh, after they try to blatantly attack the Klingons, the Klingons are like, we're not even going to bother with these bitches. That is like They the just go to warp.
3: Fuck you
1: from a Klingon. Yeah, well, there's right. no
0: honor in fucking killing a... An opponent with, like, no fucking chance. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, but no. that
1: didn't stop the Klingons from murdering... Wiping out a
2: bunch of delegates? Yeah. Well,
1: like Yeah, the del- anybody, Baby right? Baby
2: David Marcus? Yeah, mm.
1: David Marcus. But, yeah, no, that's just like, well, you know what?
3: We love killing. We can't be bothered.
0: You're, you're, yeah. too, you're p- too pathetic, even for us.
3: Like, they, they, they might as well have, like... Had two giant, like, cardboard hands pop out of the back of the ship, flipping the double bird as they left? Hmm. Hmm.
2: Who says they didn't?
0: Mm. Bird of so prey Kira... blowing you off is flipping the bird, just saying.
2: Yeah, Kira knows all their, like, transport codes, too. Yeah. What we learn. I
3: don't know
0: how yeah. they actually
1: got that. Probably just from Starfleet Intelligence. She probably yeah. keeps it on. She oh, knows maybe.
0: everything that is convenient to know, whenever yeah. she yeah. needs to know it. And you can just sort of go, uh terrorist so they
1: they <laughs> kind of pull the same gambit that um that the serenity crew pulls in serenity um, the
2: movie or the episode
1: the movie remember how when they wanted to get through um Reaver uh, space the space they they strapped a uh a cannon to the ship
2: oh I was gonna say they they covered it and they're dead, yeah that's well what they I was did that. About. I that's also very Klingon.
1: Klingon, but they also had it. Remember, they had well, yeah, the Klingons do that in Discovery, don't they? Yeah. But they uh, no, remember they strapped a, a big cannon into the ship, and oh and... uh, yeah.
3: Nope, I forgot about that. Yeah. I've blocked
0: most of that from my memory, but yeah, I believe. So you. I
1: mean, that's basically what they did, right? They put the the cannon from the outpost, yeah, and hid <laughs> it inside the, the cargo the bay.
3: Had to dump their cargo. Gull, to cut lost his cut. Oh, you
0: know. I was thinking about that while I was watching it. He got really mad at the idea of getting rid of the cargo. Just put it on Korma. They've already wrecked the place. It'll be safe till you come back. If really Is that there any about of it.
2: Korma left?
0: Well,
1: there, apparently there was
0: still a cannon. I thought that there was a planet, just no life signs.
2: Was it a planet or was it just a floating thing? Cause I, well, I don't know. know.
0: I'm just saying that... if he didn't... I was
1: unclear. They didn't want to build a model. So <laughs> we never see it.
3: It would've just been regular one with some extra bits glued
1: on. Yeah, Cardassian Cardassia one
2: Yeah I'm just saying Now now Dukat is pissed because he's gonna be in trouble with Jabba the Hutt
0: (laughs) He'd look hot in Carbonite Mm. Mm. (laughs) Okay. It's one of those things as I was watching this episode I was just like, oh, he's disgusting it's so hot (laughs)
2: Well, he's all, he's just so well portrayed, is what it is. Like he's such a bad man, but he's such a great character. Is really he really is it a is. bad man. <laughs> he's a naughty boy.
1: You know, <laughs> he just has that's his. I don't understand this attraction because he's his neck. What the fuck?
2: The neck like, is the hottest part. Yeah, I
1: actually, I'm sort of into it.
0: Man. I don't know. Like, I blame it's, Ames. It's like... Ames has infected me with this. <laughs> ten inch long neck. Yeah, you know what else is ten inches long? Whatever it is that his, lizards his use esophagus. to re- uh, reproduce. <laughs>
1: uh...
0: I actually saw a drawing recently I think on Star Trek shitposting depicting Garrick with a tail.
2: Oh, interesting. Oh.
0: And he had a big like, tail ring on it, like some sweet bling. <laughs> he would. He would. He's a fashionable man. He is. Oh, actually, it might have been. Um, Garrick is love. Garrick is mm. queer. Whatever the fuck that group is called. But anyway, Garrick with a tail, and I kind of
2: buy into it.
1: Was it like a lizardy tail?
2: Yeah. Okay. We need to meet a species with flappy, flappy wings.
1: Mm. Hmm.
3: Oh, there was that bird species in TAS.
2: Oh, that's true.
1: I mean, there was Odo in the in the. <laughs> episode a couple of weeks when ago when he was a seagull that when he count. was a seagull that's just not a, a very good seagull though <laughs> mm.
2: how many fries did he eat not enough
1: <laughs> that's true
2: <laughs> i just
0: i don't even know how you could fuck up a seagull like i just imagine he just looks like a really shitty like 2d animation drawing of a seagull
3: no he looks like one of the seagulls from uh finding nemo yeah
0: mine that <laughs>
3: In fact, that's all the research he's done on them, so rather than going caw, he goes mine.
0: Mine.
3: Well, they don't go caw. Well, whatever the fuck noise seagulls make. It's arc like
0: caw, caw,
2: There we go. Yeah.
3: Kind
0: of thing.
1: Wow. Yeah. So as have much as, a lot about this.
2: Yeah, so as much as I thought this episode was kind of slow, but the interesting things that I saw was Kira seeing her old life. Mm-hmm. and not being interested in it and kind of like looking back and being like I don't want that anymore that's kind of interesting
3: yeah
0: then why is she dating a relic of that past she doesn't because want because he's
2: because he's done with that too
3: yeah he's president now yeah, he's
2: but he doesn't want to be prime
3: minister
0: he's like I would much rather be doing that shit again well i
1: think reality send... maybe uh maybe that'll be the resolution to the to odo's dilemma is uh is Shakar will decide he's going to go join Dukat on his uh, on a ship?
3: I mean, I think really, if anything, Shikar was content to just try to be a farmer,
2: mm.
3: but someone had to stop Kai Win.
2: Oh, Win!
1: Someone had to make Win lose. Hey,
2: and Kai lose.
0: I referenced that recently, Jake to someone.
1: Nice. Sure.
3: Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Speaking of pieces of shit, Gul Dukat. He is a Gul Dukat.
2: He's great.
1: He's great, but he's evil. Like that's fine. Oh my god, Seagull Ducat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he I looks at Pior I... and goes, "Mine, mine." <laughs> I liked his little story about the up-and-coming gull that's now sleeping with his wife. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. What did you like, Jake? So just that, the, like his, like the, 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 the insight into what Gull Ducat's plans are. Like he's not. Yeah. He doesn't want to regain his, you know, his position and and become a crusader for Cardassia. He wants to regain his position to get revenge on the people that have wronged him.
2: He wants to make people hurt.
1: Yeah, this this demotion like has really fucked him up. Yeah, he's as much space Trump as he is space space Hitler. I
0: think. Oh, for sure. He's definitely like, a made Cardassia petty... great again.
1: Yeah, his his petty streak. Is To his is, credit, though, he is far more intelligent. Oh, yeah.
0: Than Second yes. in pettiness and only matter, to the
3: changelings. For that matter, Hitler was an idiot, too. <laughs> <Right>. he, <laughs> Hitler was an idiot, too. He just had a lot of... He actually listened to the smarter people that were with him and had a lot of dumb luck. Was Hitler an idiot? Oh, yeah. Fucking moron. Like, actually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was, like... Any sort of success the Germans had during World War Two was because... Again, unlike Trump, he would actually listen to the people around him, and he some of them knew what with they smarter were doing. People. Um, but yeah, he had he was he had advisors who knew what they were doing. Again, dumb luck. You know that bomb plot failed because they put the bomb in like a bad spot. Um, yeah, no, he was a fucking idiot. Doesn't it make you more mad? Don't you don't you
0: want for someone who was able to manage such unspeakable things to at least be
3: smart? Yeah, yeah, I guess, but that's the fact of the matter. Hitler god, was a fool.
0: Who knew? And uh, famously had a sweet tooth, as we know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god, god everyone... I somehow
0: forgot about <laughs> no, that. No, you <laughs> can't forget the <laughs>
1: Fuhrer. That German dictator known for his sweet tooth.
0: Like, Jesus. just and like, I don't know, like that. That is like the ultimate, like headline disaster? Because we see that now, too, Mm. right? Like, you see these, like, weirdly worded headlines where, like, you somehow have, like, completely missed the fucking point. Like, imagine thinking that Hitler was known for his sweet tooth. Like... I mean, I wish that was what he was known for, right? Maybe we could have what Maybe he became That's the greatest patisserie like uh, in Germany.
3: Yeah, there's an alternate timeline where he wasn't a fucking lunatic asshole, and he just like, made excellent pastries, the
0: greatest. Like the, no, pastries. The, the,
1: the like the, the historic is he's like a historical joke. It's like, ah, remember that guy that ruled Germany who used to, to just sneak down to to eat cakes at night?
3: <laughs> yeah, like if they'd taken care of him early on before he actually. He's
0: the Taft of Germany. They're like, remember that time (laughs) that fat fuck got his ass stuck in the tub? Because all those (laughs) Fuhrer kookins.
3: Poor Taft. By today's standards, he's not
1: even that fat. Yeah, he's like a medium. Yeah, the White House tubs are just too damn small.
3: Anyway, we got off Star Trek again. Oh my god, did they ever actually say the Klingon captain's name in the episode? Because I'm reading it here now.
2: I don't think they did.
3: It's terrible. It's like a... It's like a cartoon sound effect for a ricocheting bullet. Katamang. Like, what is that? Uh, just unpleasant to say. Funny.
0: Yeah, I... I just thought, like, I enjoyed these episodes, but they weren't very complicated.
2: Yeah, I'll say this. Like, of the, the fourth season so far, and we're close to halfway through it now, these are probably the... My least favorites, but they're not bad. Yeah, that's a good because it's to been it. a good season so far.
0: It's been a really good season. Yeah,
3: I mean, Christ, this is the season that brought us both Armin Bashir and uh... what the fuck is it called?
2: Mm. The Visitor.
3: Oh, that one too. But I rejoined, was going to say um,
0: reunited, rejoined, Little Green Men. Reunited, oh, got of course that's his favorite. I thought good. you were going to mention like a good episode.
3: But yes, the yeah, the visitor was the season, and that episode is fucking amazing. Which one was that
0: again? Huh? Which one was that again? Uh, Old Old Man Cisco. Oh yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah, that's
1: one with uh, Tony Todd. And speaking of Tony Todd, yeah, what's next week?
0: What's next Ah. week, Caitlin? Well, I'm glad you asked. Next week we're gonna talk about two more Deep Space Nine episodes: Sons of Moog, and Bar Association. Bar Association,
1: a
2: quark pun.
1: Oh, maybe.
2: I
0: feel like it has to be. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen it yet. We'll find out. He
1: runs a bar. I've heard shows. that about him. If you liked what you heard, and you want
0: to hear more, which, I mean, granted, this is, this is not our best week, folks. This, these episodes were, yeah. they were you, difficult. You,
1: you're not you're not. But if you, if you can't take us at our worst, you don't deserve us at our best. Or our blurst. That's right.
0: Keeping in mind that our best is only like five degrees above this. <laughs> yeah, pretty keep that in. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you listen to this and you made it to this point and you're kind of like, is this podcast for me? Go back like two weeks because we had even like three weeks. We had some real, real good ones. Uh, anyway, if you like what you heard, you want to hear more. You can find us wherever you found us this time, but we are on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play, Apple Podcast and Stitcher. Uh you can find us on Facebook by searching for a star to steer her by. We are SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. Or you can visit our website at SSHBpodcast.com. I have been Caitlin.
1: I've been Jake. This has been Chris.
2: And this is always Ames.
1: See ya.
3: <laughs> Seriously, they're not giving <laughs> us enough rules of acquisition to sign out God with a damn it. Snappy peppy little thing.